0: welcome to the 40 podcast Woo! it's a special season premiere of the 40 podcast well that's what we're calling it well that's what you wanted to call it that was my yeah that was my idea because we took a summer break yeah as like network tv shows traditionally do right and then come back in the fall right so that's what we're doing but it's not fall Almost fall. Oktoberfest beers are starting to come out. I was going to say, I was going to ring this up later, but I went to the local liquor store uh, establishment, and they definitely had pumpkin ales and stuff out. I'm like, ugh. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're a listener to this, you know that I like Oktoberfest beers, but I mean, it's August, the first week of August. And actually, when I was in there, it was still July. It's way too early. Yeah, I, uh, I've i seen, um, as recently as today, at a beer establishment, uh, four packs of Oktoberfest from Half Acre, four packs of Oktoberfest from Off Color, available for sale. Mm. Not just like, I, I'm assuming they're fresh and, and newly made and they're not leftovers <laughs> from last year. Last year. Although... Check the dates on your cans. Uh, I mean, I trust that this place that I was at uh, had fresh stuff because it's a smaller place, so I think they churn through things quicker. Yeah. But you know, check check those dates. Yeah. I uh, I I feel like I saw something once from a, a different seasonal beer offering that was like came out sooner than I expected, and I checked the date. It was from the last year, so I, I did not buy that. But. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're into Octoberfest season, Ugh, so therefore it's too soon. It's the fall. It's too soon. What's Anyways, ways? it's 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 like you know uh, seasonal you know holiday creep. Yeah, seasonal creep, uh, beer boom. beer creep. Yeah, which uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, this is not about Oktoberfest. We're not lamenting like, the return of Oktoberfest. No, it's, it's... I will celebrate it in like September. Yeah. But, like, August is... Well, I mean, literally it was seeing it in July. It was just, like, way too early. We said pumpkin is not October Well, Fest. I mean... Okay. But still, it was still the same season that they're going for. Yeah. Anyway, uh, season premiere of the 4 podcast. Yeah. We don't know what season we're on. We're not. We're I'm just calling it a sure. season premiere after taking a break. And our finale was going to bug, really. Even though we didn't have a bug recap, we did not. We did not have so, a bug. apologies recap. for skipping the bug recap. It was fun though. It we should fun. probably touch on that a little bit because it was really pretty. Okay, how it was set up. <laughs> well, <laughs> under uh, under the glass of yeah. Union Station. We can talk about that later. Yeah, that's fine. But for now, welcome back to our all of our loyal listeners. Yes, and if you, I don't think I introduced myself. I'm Micah and i'm sitting on russ's couch russ is on his chair and a half chair and a half that helped him move in yeah to this very spot yeah so excited to be back for another season of the Four podcast we did not <laughs> abandon our loyal listeners we are in fact back with a vengeance uh, back with a vengeance we're not i really not back we're not really avenging anything no. It just was the first thing we're, that came to mind. We're back. We're back like Jordan wearing the 4-5. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we'll come up with you something. You didn't fax me saying I'm back. Like Jordan yeah. sent his fax. I mean, who's sending faxes these days? Yeah. Some people probably still are. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Anyhow, but, what do we got today? <laughs> we have a beer review. We have a bonus beer that is... I have not, I'm not even privy to what it is. All will be revealed in due time. And we have a couple of articles to go over. One is the Bourbon County release yes. announcement, I guess. And then uh, something a little bit more lighthearted to end with, like we normally do. Yeah. So, what are the four E's? What are the four E's? You came up with the, with the four E's. Well, you didn't come up with the four E's, but you came up with the name of them. Yeah, I invented beer and yes. all of the essential elements of it. Right. So, you got water, yeast, grain, and hops. Yeah. I was listening to a different podcast, not beer-related at all. Okay. And they're like, they're talking about what's in beer. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't really like hoppy beer and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you don't always have to have hops in your beer. And I was like, no, it has to have hops. Yeah, hops are, in even in lagers that really, you don't associate with being hoppy beers. They have hops in them. Yeah. That's part of the the thing. Come on. it's, It's a, you know, varietal of hops that isn't like what's in IPAs and, and, uh, you know, those types of things that you would traditionally think of as hoppy beers, quote unquote, hoppy beers, but But they literally still has hops. Yeah. Yeah. They literally said, oh, you don't need to have hops at all. And I I was there, I was, had my earbuds in, I was mowing the lawn, I was yelling and my neighbors probably thought, oh, there's that crazy, crazy neighbor of mine. I believe uh, it's uh, malt liquor at that point if it doesn't have hops. Oh, interesting i don't know if that's true oh okay there's, see I, I bought it but a malted beverage <laughs> yeah so because yeah. you know all the herd uh seltzers and stuff are yeah. are like malted and so it's uh oh, there's no hops in those there's, there's no hops in yeah. those. so i think those are technically like malted beverages hmm. interesting so that's that was what once I, I i don't i don't i mean we could probably google it <laughs> If we really want to see, why do that? Uh, but why do that? Let's just <laughs> wildly speculate. <laughs> this Which, is a podcast, after all. <laughs> absolutely. So that, but that was always my impression, without googling and without ever taking the time to confirm. But like malted beverage or is just like similar to a beer, just without the hops. Hmm. Interesting. That's kind of what I thought. All right. Well, I buy that. Let's roll with that yeah. until somebody corrects us. Uh, and how can they? correct us if they if they wanted to well we're on some socials mostly Instagram at the Forty podcast I do have a Twitter handle at the Forty podcast but been, I don't know the last time I tweeted yeah. but you uh, can follow us on Instagram and uh, you, know, you can send us a DM or comment right. on the post of this episode you can also leave a comment on we're on the podcast platforms all of the, all the, the platforms the platforms yeah, sure on apple spotify stitcher. stitcher google amazon yeah all the all, some other ones probably yeah probably but we're on on there so follow us subscribe give us a five-star review yeah and then we'll read your review on a future episode yeah correct us if we're wrong yeah and no. let us know give us a five-star review correct us on the malt liquor versus beer thing in the review and then we'll read that to uh, but if it's not a five star review, I'm not reading. Yeah, it. no, it's got to yeah, be five star. Yeah, it's got to be five star for me to read it. Yeah, I mean, a man has his limits. Yeah, I will. I will read just about any five star review that gets put up. Uh, you know, nothing super vulgar. Well, right. we don't have the FCC regulations on the podcast. Well, I, I just don't. I don't want to read that. Oh, okay. But you know, I I I will if you just put in your this podcast sucks five stars. Like, I'll read oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. or you know, you know, Russell is much more handsome than Micah, <laughs> which is true. If anybody's seen us in person, I mean, five stars. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> five stars. It's a five-star review. Future five-star review. That's right. Anyways, so that's that's all the podcast stuff. I think Instagram. <laughs> oh, all, all the, the different biz- all, the, <laughs> all the different platforms. All the platforms. <laughs> I thought you were like. That's all the podcast stuff. That's all, like, yeah, for the season right, premiere. Yeah, we're just gonna drink, drink in silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like an ASMR podcast of <laughs> us just drinking. You'll drinking. Listen, you'll hear us open the can and pour it into a glass, and then an occasional. <sighs> but that's it. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, a couple of these. Yep, you gotta have those. Yeah, gotta have those. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that. That's it that's it enjoy man what if what if we did that for an episode and that's the one that hit us big <laughs> That's what we broke free. We'd have to do like every just episode as dumb intros and then just ah, for an hour <laughs> that would be awesome yeah that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna it's start gone. having us bring in that podcast money that's right we're gonna become beer professionals then. yeah spotify is gonna hit us up with a eight-figure deal that's right yeah. yeah we'll be up there with uh rogan yeah <laughs> oh man good times anyways no this is not an asmr yet yet maybe we'll give it a shot next time yeah <laughs> podcast maybe a future episode stay tuned that's right it could be the next one you have no idea yeah we don't even know so what do we got to, to to? We have a beer to try. Do we? Okay. We do. We have a beer to try. The beer is called Microvolt from Metropolitan Brewing here in Chicago. It is a table lager, mm-hmm. 3.8 percent. It's a new, uh believe, new year-round offering for uh, Metropolitan. Uh, is that a, a uh, did you misspeak? Is it really three point eight percent that's what the can says that 's got to be a misprint nope that's what the can says it's like nothing we did that uh oh yeah how do um, you how do you pronounce thatgrugrua that was like three point eight yeah that was so pretty lo- is this where we're going now with just really light a b v beers I thought it sounded interesting What and exactly is a table lager just like so a a table i mean table beer in general is uh, I did I like pull up an article that was one of the last things I was doing before we started Um, but generally speaking it's a very low uh, ABV beer so I found this article on the original smallbeer.com it's called what is a table beer and why is it so popular to put it simply table beer is a type of beer that is brewed with less alcohol It is designed to deliver an unobtrusive style and body to be light and enjoyed by most palates so non-alcoholic beer is less than half uh, percent. Small beers are half percent to 2.8, and then table beers are 2.8 to 3.8. Roughly is what they have a chart to kind of break that down. And there's there was some like taxation laws and some other interesting things with um, kind of medieval uh, medieval days time medieval times, if you will. Sure, <laughs> not the dinner and tournament. <laughs> But um, the actual, you know, age, um, that that it goes back to with this uh, idea. So I don't know if I've had anything that is was actually like labeled as like a table beer, or or in this case a lager. So it's a lagered version of a table beer Mm -hmm. because you know you have beer and then you have lagers and ales and all all the stuff that breaks down from there. But I thought it was interesting, and uh, you're big into lagers right now. I am. And I and I enjoy most things that Metropolitan puts out, so I thought it'd be fun to give it a try. Nice. So let's, uh, do you want to talk about Metropolitan real quick, and then we'll talk about the beer itself? Yeah. So Metropolitan uh, is brewing in Chicago since 2009, according to their website. They are in the Avondale neighborhood. Of Chicago which is up on the north side um, I believe they have a spot like along the river I've mm. seen I haven't been to their spot but it it's, uh, they have like a patio right on the river and you can like drive your boat up hmm. and dock from there. It looks really nice. Uh, so I, I do uh, want to check it out. But they've been doing, uh, I believe mostly lagers since then, since really before like lagers were popular in the craft beer space. They, they've they been doing it um, well over a decade now. I would say probably the first one I had from them was their Kolsch style ale, Crankshaft. Mm-hmm. And I believe... You are familiar yeah, with crankshafts. I well. am. That's one of my favorites. That's the first Metropolitan I have ever had. Yeah. Uh, I think we're at, you know what, I think we're at like Pinstripes or something. Mm, I think so, yeah. And, you, and it was like on special, and your dad got one, and I'm like, oh, I'll try that. And I probably ended up having like five. So, yeah. <laughs> They're real good. Yeah. So, I, I've liked, you know, pretty much everything I've had from them. And so, I was excited to try this uh, table logger called Microvolt. Yeah. You wanna talk about the artwork? Real yeah, quick? let's talk about the artwork on the can real quick and then we'll open it up and and check this out. I think one thing that's pretty common for Metropolitan, but it looks like there's like a cog in there, mm. is that uh I've seen it on the crankshaft has cogs. I don't know if that was common for Metropolitan or not. I think uh, they've had they have a lot of stuff with like similar yeah. branding to that. So yeah, there's like a little cog wheel. And like a tower that looks like it's like shooting electricity out of it, maybe. Yeah, it's like uh, a uh, yeah, like a power line tower or something. And then, uh, tower. like a robot. Oh uh, yeah, that kind of is like their that's their like logo. Oh yeah, yeah. so that's I on thought that beers. was part of their imagery. So yeah, yeah, and then you know it's got this giant Metropolitan Brewing uh, logo on the side. Yep. So yeah, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of understated if you think about it, but yeah. Let's open it up and take a look and see what we can get from this. I should say it's a 16 ounce can that it came in. It was a four pack, and so we're. I think we've used these dimpled mugs before, but I thought they were a good a good option for this type of beer in like this amount. So. It smells good very light golden color can really see through it yeah I mean it looks like you would expect a, a lager kind of try traditional lager to no look yeah good uh, good kind of I don't know smells like a lager yeah kind of almost bready and mm-hmm. a little bit well yeah roast, roast. yeah mm, it's nice crisp a lot of flavor for, like, a 3.8% beer, but, like, really easy drinking. Like, pretty clean finish. Um, just a nice lager style. Like, just a nice, you know, easy-to-drink table beer because you can have it on the out on the table and you drink a bunch of them at, like, a party or a dinner or something like that. You could easily put down several of these without really thinking too much <laughs> about it. Not at all. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I was... The thing that is like, it hits you real quick, lagery taste that you would expect from a lager, and then it's gone pretty quick and mm-hmm. finishes really clean. Want me to read what the Metropolitan website has yeah. on this? Yeah, right. what's the official word? All right, so uh, on their website, I think they also posted this on their Instagram, but they say, loaded with all bets are off, what do we do now, energy. We decided to try something new in 2022. First, we aimed low, as in a low ABV of 3.8%. We never read any rules about low ABV beer having to taste like shit. <laughs> Second, we went big, as in 16-ounce cans and 4-packs. Finally, we zhuzhued, I guess, that's on, I will say that's zhuzhued up the graphics. Uh, we zhuzhued up the graphics a little with the help of our long-time packaging design partner, Randy Mosher, and ta-da! We unleashed Microvote Table Lager upon the Midwest, light bodied but generous in flavor. Multi hints of mango and melon throughout the palate, finishing crisp, citrusy, and floral. Pale gold color. Uh, it's going to be a, a new year-round offering, and they said 13 years in business without brewing an IPA. Nice. So they're after my own heart. Well, <laughs> now you were you were in IPAs for a while. Yeah, but. This is great. I don't get it, like, the mango and melon. Or the citrus, even? Do yeah. Do you get citrus? It's definitely crisp, and I do get some floral, but not a ton of citrus. Hmm. Maybe there, because I don't know what I'm, I'm, like, looking for right now. But if you would have told me to look, like, just describe what it is, I wouldn't have come up with citrus or mango or anything. I can probably start to pick it up a bit as I drink more and as I know to try to look for it, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would have picked it up on my own. I'm still not even picking it up as I'm looking for it, so... well, yeah. That is a nice beer, though. Okay, now I'm getting a little citrusy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's good. I like it. Yeah, nice, uh, easy drinker. I will say, read in the description, they talk about the 16-ounce cans. I don't really associate Metropolitan with the 16-ounce can trend that's been going on they did bottles for a long time we still have some stuff in bottles like crankshaft you can still get in bottles but i see a lot of uh 12 ounce six packs for their stuff and that's kind of what i more think of mm-hmm. is their 12 ounce six packs not so much these uh 16 ounce four packs that are you know the big trend right now yeah so it was interesting that they went that direction probably because the lower E they're like well we can just give you a maybe you want a bigger amount and one one pour from it, um, as opposed to drinking, like, pounding through, like, two or three of the 12-ounce cans without even thinking, because I could easily, like, if, if this was in 12-ounce six-packs, I could easily see myself just grabbing, like, several and not even thinking twice about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was in six-packs, I could probably drink the six-pack and be fine. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's so light. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a 3.8, yeah, there's not, it's not as big of a... It's not really, like, I guess light. It's not really, like, necessarily light-bodied, necessarily, no. either. It's actually pretty, full, fairly full-bodied for 3.8%. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah. I think when you think of, like, lighter beers, there is a tendency to think of, like, Light beer, like macro light beers, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, mm-hmm. and this is definitely not that. This no. tastes much better than that. Oh yeah, uh, lower ABV than mm-hmm. those, obviously. But I'm sure, like part of the part of the appeal of those is also like the lower calories and things are in them, so like you don't feel as full mm-hmm. and all that from drinking. And I feel like this still like the. I mean, they it probably is. Um, I, we don't have the calories or anything like like uh you know michelo puts on their <laughs> bottles and stuff but uh michelo ultra i should say not not regular michelo michelo ultra but i'm sure it's much more than the 95 or whatever they have um because it i don't know if you can get this amount of flavor and taste and body without going more on like the malt side of things yeah no you can kind of interesting is uh in colorado you know, we live there. They have this law. I still don't think they've—they've they've been trying to change it for a while. I don't know if they ever did. But uh, the grocery stores couldn't sell beer that was higher than three point five percent, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was a prohibition era deal. You know, post just yeah. after prohibition era deal. Yeah. The reason they're having trouble rescinding that was had to do with. Something about small businesses and the liquor stores having that kind of power to sell the the higher ABV beers and stuff. But I always thought it was interesting that they had, you know, Bud Light Platinum was supposed to have had, like, more ABV than a regular Bud Light. Mm -hmm. But they still had it in the grocery store (laughs) at 3.5%. Yeah. It was just, like, really weird. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not like that. Uh, That kind of lightness, anyway. Right. Uh at Mm -hmm. 3.8 it's much better than the 3.5 anything yeah (laughs) well i think with like the grojitskia that we had a few months ago that was around 3.8 and there was a lot of flavor to that obviously not necessarily the flavors you were enjoying i didn't enjoy it as much but there was still a lot of flavors to that i think the smokiness Helped, you know, kind of maybe mask how lighter it drank, but it was still like a wheat base. So there's still like some of that wheat citrusy, excuse me, notes that you are used to. And this summer, Off Color released their, they do a seasonal release of a sour called Yuzu Fierce. So it's made with like the Yuzu fruit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's delicious and it's only like 3.8 or 9%. It's really low uh, on on that as well. Maybe even three and a half but it's got a ton of flavor and it still tastes like a beer even though it's such a low ABV. I remember the first time I came across that the Yuzu Fierce, I was like, man, this is, there's like really like 3.8, like will I even enjoy it? And I was like, oh no, I, I enjoy it, It's it's terrific. So I think like some of those styles and beers that I've had recently and even in the past with the Yuzu, like you can get a lot of flavor out of a low ABV beer and still enjoy that i'm glad that it's going to be a year-round beer yeah like i think there might be i don't know uh, i don't know at metropolitan if they had these discussions but i'm i'm sure there's just this kind of tendency of like oh it's 3.8 percent. it's a lager maybe we just only do it from you know the summer months yeah. the summer months you know, spring to fall and then yeah shut her down for the winter mm-hmm. I, this is a beer you can drink in the winter no problem like, yeah it's not like a is you don't? I'm not drinking it thinking. Oh, this is a summer beer. Yeah, you know, it definitely tastes and drinks a, like a year round beer, for sure. And it's also something that you can see, like, hey, we're gonna do a table beer. I, I mean, I don't know how popular table beers are right now, but you know, like we're gonna like hit this trend of table beers. That I don't know if it's because I saw this one and that I've been I've been looking for it, but I have seen. Other breweries talk about releasing like other versions of like table beers and and things like that you know a little bit more so than i probably would notice it in the past so like over they are they hitting like the beginning of a trend or whatever and they just gonna fall to the wayside or just do like you said a seasonal thing or even just like a one-off like test run and then you know never bring it back but i think i don't know i really like it and i think it's something that i would go back to not surprised that Metropolitan did a great job because they do a really great job with most of their things. Yeah. I don't know if, if I've had really any Metropolitans that I haven't enjoyed. Now, this is released pretty recently, too. Yes, I believe uh, beginning of July. So we're recording <laughs> this, was it August 2nd? 3rd. 3rd. August 3rd. So I believe beginning of July was announced. The, the Their Instagram post announcing it uh, was dated July 6th. So just about a month into the, um, into the, it's life now. (laughs) It's life. Yeah. Fun. I like it a lot. Price. Uh, it was 1099 at my local liquor chain that I picked it up from. So pretty good price. You know, pretty much in line with a lot of other metropolitan, uh, six pack prices. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you're getting a similar amount of total, total ounces you know six packs you you get a little more still but like everything's kind of around their you know ten eleven twelve dollars uh price points for six packs and four packs from what i've seen yeah so uh pretty good price not at all what i would call like you know premium that you would see on a lot of these ipas and stuff that we've had in the past but uh reasonably priced for for what it is and for where we're at in this academy yeah <laughs> true this is not one of our articles, so I'm throwing a curveball at you, but okay. probably like a couple of months ago, a future friend of the show, Josh Noel, had an uh, article about cheap craft beers, like the best tasting cheap craft beers. Did you read that? No, I didn't read it. One of the ones on there I got and actually like was the Trumer Pills, mm. which was uh, one of my suggested bonus beers. Yeah. And I actually got it at the local liquor store recently. It was a 12 pack for 9.99. Well, that's a good deal. Because like, his whole thing was like with inflation and stuff. Like, yeah. You don't have to compromise on yeah. taste of beer. You don't have to go out it's and good, get a Bud Light. It's a good gimmick for an article. Yeah. He used to drink like, you know, 20 different beers too. Yeah. Yeah. He went and <laughs> tried a bunch of different ones and yeah. reported on it. Pretty pretty nice gig to have. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he's he's a a great writer. Yeah, And obviously knows the stuff with beer and all that and whenever i think i've read some of his other articles about like you know we tried like these 20 of this type that he had like the um remember reading about like the na beers that he tried during dry january and and kind of ranking those and i i think that's a good uh, a good way to seek out (laughs) a deal is to check out that article yeah yeah, it it's some bang for your buck yeah it's kind of neat actually I've, I've gone there and bought it three times oh wow look at you yeah i guess I, t- I i like it and it's cheap yeah the second time i went i couldn't find it and like nice lady in the in the store is like are you finding anything all right and i'm yeah. like actually i'm looking for I'm like oh yeah it's kind of over here we only have the bottles we're kind of really backed up and are the suppliers like completely out of the cans mm. and i was like I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he's getting a bump from <laughs> yeah, maybe from the article. That's not really here nor there, but yeah. Uh, I mean, we were just talking about value for right, yeah, value. I mean, I think lagers in general are cheaper. I don't know about like cost of production. I, obviously, I think that's a factor in with lagering, although it does take longer for the cold fermentation to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think the lower. Price point is probably you know, tied to the you know lower overall production costs. Like the stuff that goes into it is probably cheaper. You're not paying for all these extravagant hops and uh, chocolate malts and roasted malts and stuff for stouts and, and all that. Sure. So that, that's my that's my assumption why the cost is lower because the production takes time takes a little bit longer. So you're but I also think like you can't charge a ton for a lager because of the macros that are dirt cheap because Mm -hmm. if you want these this is a good way to transition someone from you know macro beer to craft beer is by giving them things that are similar but taste better yeah and so you're like hey here's a a really great tasting easy drinking beer that's going to taste better than your Miller coors products that you're used to drinking Sure. sure That's a good point. Maybe I should bring some of uh, maybe this to my family. They might like it. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right, any other thoughts on this? It was well done. A lot of flavor in there. Finishes clean. Yeah. Um, As I'm drinking it, I'm getting a little bit more of the citrusy, but it's not, I mean, it's really, to me, very muted. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of hits the notes of, like, more of a traditional, crisp, you know, little bit of those, like, golden malt lagers that you uh, are looking for but not like the citrus doesn't really stand out it's not a huge on that but crisp easy drinking clean finish great beer Well, we're just about done with ours so i think it's about time to do bonus beer so i need to get, <clears throat> run and go get it real quick you still have a little left it's like a sip <laughs> <laughs> i i'm gonna i'll give you a <clears> hint <throat> on bonus beer you mentioned, we mentioned Bug at the top of the show. Yeah, It is a beer we had at Bug. We drank a lot of beers at Bug, so that uh, doesn't really narrow it down too much. Okay, it is a beer that we really liked at Bug, and I'll be right back. You think about it, and I'm gonna go get it, and be right back. This is a Goose Island co- collaboration with Microphone. Just for those at home listening, Russell just went up the stairs to his refrigerator get the bonus beer which is a complete supposed to be a complete uh, surprise but before he comes down my guess is it's the Goose Island collaboration with I believe it was microphone uh, there was like a side A and a side B it's one of those let's see he's coming in now oh funky town I was wrong I was wrong my guess was the side A or side B no definitely not that because you were at microphone were not you yes So that was my guess. They did have the side B, the barley wine, that was on draft there Okay, when I was there uh, this past weekend. But no, I mean, I didn't want to follow up a (laughs) 3.8 with a barrel (laughs) age. I feel like you go the other way, Yeah. Yeah. start high and go low like that. But they have some distro. So Funky Town Brewery, they currently, I think there's still a lot of pilot project. I think which so. is an incubator, a, a brewing incubator in Chicago. Although this, um, it says on here that it was brewed and packaged at Miskatonic Brewing in partnership with Pilot Project Chicago. So Miskatonic is out in the western suburbs, and that's where Butcher was brewing and distributing out of before they got their own space or spaces. So, uh, yeah, this is Funky Town. Brewery, their American Pale Ale. It's called Hip Hop's and r brew And we loved this beer. We had like yeah. several pours of this beer. And the guys were great. Super cool. Um, Black-owned brewery uh, in the Chicago area. They've, they've won some brewing awards already. Tons of hype around them. Um, they had a Belgian Pale Ale. They had this that they brought. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a wheat beer that I tried on draft at a bar in Chicago, mm-hmm. like a month or two ago, that was terrific. I've had three beers from them, and I've loved all three beers that they've done. So, I was like, well, I, I already drank through a four-pack of this that I got a few weeks, <laughs> like two weeks ago, and I was like, well, if we're going to do a, a podcast, and if we're going to mention Bug at all, since this is one of our favorite breweries that we discovered at Bug, yeah. um, that we should do this as a bonus beer. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, the, a, that's a great one. So it's American Pale Ale, uh, 5.5 ABV, has citron and mosaic hops in it. Uh, on the can it says, this, is, this beer is the one that started Funky Town. It's reminiscent to an artist's first album. We spent years developing the style, flavor, aroma, and mouthfeel. We wanted to make a beer that allows people to expand their palate, not turn it off. Enjoy on repeat. So again, Funky Town's Hip Hops and and Brew. American pale ale. Mouthfeel. and <laughs> <Even> your <laughs> So it's a sixteen sixteen ouncer. Yeah, sixteen ouncer. Yeah. I like the art, but I was trying to figure out I was trying to figure out who's on it. So it's a very dark can yeah. overall. And there are these three mostly green faces on it. And I'm wondering if it was the brewers or Because it's three gentlemen. I don't think it's them. It might be, though. It's hard to tell. Uh, Yeah, it's very dark, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. One dude's wearing some sweet sunglasses. Mm Mm-hmm. You can check out the pictures on the At The 4 Eat podcast on Instagram when this episode drops. Or you can look it up online as you're listening. I did, like, I had this a little bit ago and posted it on my Insta story. So, um... So if you've been following along with my Insta story, you would have seen uh, me drinking it, you know, in the last couple of weeks here. But, you know, stories leave after 24 hours. So, right. But anyways, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Bug was kind of our last podcast. Um, That was very serendipitous because you didn't know that I was going to bring you a, a beer from Bug. I didn't. Bug was fun. Very beautiful setup there in Union Station. Lots of beers. Lots of beer. I like that there was just so many different styles. Mm -hmm. I mean, my only other experience with that size of a beer festival is Fobab, which is all very heavy beers. um, Very high Mm -hmm. ADV beers. They had barrel-aged beers. We were just talking about the Mm -hmm. microphone, Goose Island collaboration, side A and side B. So that was there, but they had this pale ale. You know, and they had loggers and pilsners and yeah. IPAs and double IPA, everything in between. I, I, I guess that's why I liked it a little bit more because I felt like I could, because there was a lot more variety. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Bad, and I want to go again, but I just really love the variety you got at Bug. I, I agree with what you're saying. I would say my, my one criticism I had is the one end of the main floor felt super cramped. Mm-hmm. And the other one was wide open. And maybe it says, like, what breweries they have, but the spacing just wasn't... The, it felt like the spacing wasn't the same on both ends. It felt like the cramped end <clears> has, like, far, a... The farther end? Yeah. The one closer to the VIP or whatever, the brewer's room? Yeah, but closer to the brewer's room. Yeah. It felt like there, that kind of middle section of booze was, like, closer to the the end of the loop that they were doing. So mm-hmm. there was just not as much space to go through. So it felt yeah, really cramped there. It and it felt like there was just like tons of space over on the other side. Even like when we first went and there wasn't bigger lines, because mm-hmm. we were in like the first hour that was like the, like the VIP hour that was easy for like most tons of people were VIPs. Mm-hmm. But like even that, like I think it was what, like $10 more to do the VIP session. So it wasn't really a big of a commitment but even during that you could just felt more cramped on the one end than it did on the other so that's kind of like i kind of wish the spacing was a little bit better i can see that but other than that like it was it was a fun event i don't know also kind of like i liked how just phobab felt more spread out um in general as well but it was also on a in a (laughs) yeah it was an arena arena, so but yeah i don't know i think like the the spacing would have been preferable. Um, like to ha- if they could have gotten like a bigger area to do something like that. Yeah, I could see that. For the what what they did with the space they had, I thought was great. Food was good. Yeah, food was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed the food there. Well, you need to have a little bit of food yeah. when you're doing this stuff. Yeah, was some really good food there. Which was near the Funky Town, folks, wasn't it? Well, there's a couple of food booze in the main floor yeah and then there's a in the pilot project room so pilot project had their own room there that funky town was in and a bunch of other breweries that are at pilot project because again they're a brewery incubator um they had food there so i thought the only other food i saw on the main floor was the tacos by Ravinia. There's, yeah, so there are those tacos, there yeah. is like a sausage, like a some brats oh. um, and stuff that, I forget who had that, but that was like kind of in the middles, they had that like middle section where like exit strategy was kind of in that middle loop. Yeah. It was like one of the tables on that middle loop had food. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it then, was fun to see a familiar face. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Vallo was there. Mm-hmm pouring her delicious brews yeah it's fun met a lot of people that we might have to remind that we met there right and say hey do you want to come on the podcast (laughs) right yeah so it'll be fun to see like yeah we met a lot of people and made some connections and we'll see if we can talk to some people in the future but uh in the meantime we'll just keep enjoying these beers yeah it was really good Yeah. Anyways, Bug was a long time ago, and so I don't want to spend too much more time recapping. But this is like our first podcast since Bug, so I thought it'd be a a fun tie-in to do Funky Town as our bonus beer. Hip Hops and Arn Brew. Mm-hmm. It's such a good pale ale. Yeah. I like the can art. I really do. Yeah. I do as well. I mean, I like their logo, too, because they're like growlers in bottles that look like a skyline. Mm Mm-hmm uh it's like above uh you know like a hop bud mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just a really cool logo as well so yeah it's pretty cool well anything in the news lately well the biggest recent news um was the announcement of this year's bourbon county lineup i uh i think we'll take a few minutes to run through the lineup and uh give our kind of initial thoughts on on that yeah so yeah, that just got announced what? Monday? Monday. Yeah, so of Monday August first. So a couple of days from today, the third that we're recording. Mm-hmm. So they're uh they're calling it their thirtieth anniversary release of Bourbon County. Right. Which could be argued that it's not, depending on who you ask. Yeah, I I understand uh, our potential future friend of the podcast Josh Noel has some sticking points with that and some other you know beer media folks have kind of sided with him because they can't they do not really have any proof of when it was done like all the records and uh, are not great from around then and I, I believe John Hall the founder and original president even said that like it was a best guess yeah. based on looking back but that's Goosan is saying 92 was the first year for it. So I don't really see any need to argue. Honestly, I don't side. think it really matters one way or another. No, if they doesn't. want to call it the 30th anniversary, they could call it the 100th anniversary. I'm still going to try it and drink them. So yeah. So there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six. So there's seven. Mm-hmm. No, wait, eight? Seven. Seven. Oh, there's eight last year, seven this year. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so there's... Goose Island Bourbon County Stout, the traditional. Mm-hmm. There's two-year barley wine reserve. Mm-hmm. There's a 30th anniversary reserve. There's a biscotti stout, coffee stout, Sir Isaac Stout, which is sort of a uh, Fig Newton. It's Fig Newton uh, play and per- and prop. Yep, and this year's proprietors. So a couple of interesting things to note as we run through real quick. Original. Um, is saying that they use barrels from Heaven Hill, Four Roses, Wild Turkey, and Buffalo Trace. The past few years, I've only seen Heaven Hill, Wild Turkey, and Buffalo Trace. So Four Roses is you know a newer addition because mm-hmm. uh, they, they had... Like, two years ago, I think, the 2020 version, they had, like, the single distillery picks. Um, and you could see them, like, the coat on the back. It had, like, BT oh, yeah, yeah. for Buffalo Trace, right. HH for Evan Hill, uh, WT <clears throat> for Wild Turkey. So those are the only three for, like, they call it Mike, the Goose Island Easter Eggs. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuck in. So at least the last two years, it was just those three distilleries that they got barrels from for their original. And then this year, we're seeing Four Roses as well. So I thought that was an interesting takeaway. Uh, Barley wine makes its return. So they haven't had, like, just a barley wine since, like, I think 2018 was the last barley wine is what I saw. And this is going to be a two-year reserved uh, in old Fitzgerald bottles. So it's aged in 14-year, 16-year, and 17-year-old barrels for two years. Um, So that's great. 30th anniversary stout. Is uh, an ode to when they started off with a partnership with Jim Beam. So it's select Jim Beam barrels like Basil Hayden, Booker's, Baker's, Knob Creek. So like some higher end of the Jim Beam labels mm-hmm. that was in. And then a return of Coffee Stout for mm-hmm. the first time since 2017. So nice. I'm excited to get some Coffee Stout back. Definitely. It's really hard to go wrong with coffee and a bourbon barrel-aged beer. And I feel like the barley wine from 2018, I think that was like the coffee barley wine, so it wasn't even like straight, you know, it had an adjunct, so it wasn't even like regular barley wine. Yeah. So we haven't had like a just barley wine from, from 2017 either. We've had like wheat wines and, you know, adjunct things and stuff. So excited to have the return of those two classics. Yeah, I kind of feel like it. It's interesting, but like I don't know, nothing in here is just like pops. in like last year's, when it said that it had the, the cola one was yeah. announced, I'm like, I'm I definitely gonna get that. Like, yeah, I was just super excited for that one. I mean, of this lineup, I guess I'm most interested in the coffee one mostly. Maybe the Fig Newton, but none of them are like oh. That looks like it's gonna be awesome, you know? Right. I'm sure they'll all be good, or probably even great, but not like nothing's just like oh, I can't wait. You know? Yeah. I don't know about you. How do you feel? Yeah. So I w- the first four that I went through, we haven't touched on the other three is in depth. So, but these first four are the ones that I'm most interested in, and that's you know, Bourbon County Original is a great beer. Like it's available right now mm-hmm. at your local liquor chain, and sure. yeah. um, like you can pick up a bottle in Chica- in the Chicago area and mm-hmm. enjoy it tonight. And it's it's still a great barley stout. Yeah. So I'm always excited to to have that. I'm really looking forward to trying the two year barley wine and the coffee. Um, as well because coffee has always been really good and a really popular variant and they've done great things with coffee and I just like barley wines a mm-hmm. lot so I'm excited for the barley wine and I'll, I'm interested in the 30th as well just because that's going to be that's like their specialty one this year and they've had like you know Blaine's and Elijah Craig one and like uh, Knob Creek in the past and like they've they've had some like kind of these choice barrel picks in the past and so this seems like kind of a blend of of all these like really good barrels. So we'll see that, but I'm not really that excited about the Biscotti, the Sir Isaac's, or the Prop this year. Mm-hmm. I, I just like I, I would say out of those three, the Sir Isaac South, the the uh, Fig Newton one is the most interesting to me, and probably the one I would enjoy the most. But I just I I just can't really get too excited about those three yeah i don't even really like fig newtons but just like the idea of it in a beer kind of sounds interesting yeah but yeah i don't know i guess i'm more i kind of get more excited about variants than i do just the regular stuff yeah i mean i like all the regular stuff barley wine sounds awesome as well which is clearly not a regular every year deal but something about variants always gets me just more interested piques my attention the cola last year what was it the apple wasn't there apple pie type one yeah a couple years ago A couple years ago like those ones kind of get me just kind of more excited yeah these are just like eh, these will all be good i'm not like none of them are like super like excited about that's how i feel so as, at least like the initial notes i've seen on like the biscotti inspired by the Italian dessert you know, like the whatever that bread biscotti mm-hmm. it says expect notes of uh, anise marzipan coca and buttered toffee um, to mimic that the Sir Isaac Stout is to expect characters of dried fruit honey molasses and citrus all reminiscent of the classic Big Newton and then the prop is a take this is the like the weirdest one this year I think this is like read the description of prop this year is like the kind of the cola surprise to me last year but this year's prop is a take on the jungle bird cocktail that combines banana coconut lime and pineapple i just don't know how those flavors would work in a stout like they're those flavors were work great together but i don't know how they would work in a stout as the base so i just i'm really skeptical that, like, I'll try it, but I really just don't see myself enjoying that, like, him wanting to get multiple bottles of that. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I'm sure we'll... I, I mean, I'm going to try try them all, like, yeah. every year. Yeah. And I'll probably, when, it, when November rolls around, I'll be trying to get to prop day and getting my allotments and chasing like I always do. So I say, I you know, I talk a big skeptical game <laughs> in, here in August, but come October, November, I'll be hyped and chasing just like I am every year. Yeah, it wouldn't be November without it. That's right. <laughs> I certainly hope we get invited to Fobab this year so I can try a lot of these. Yeah. They normally bring all of them, right? Yeah, I think last year they didn't bring them all, but they had some other yeah. fun Variants like they brought back Prop 14 because oh. they were doing the berman County 14, like the ode to Prop 14. Oh, so they yeah. brought they had that, and then they brought back Prop 17, which was one of my favorites, the bennett yeah. banana Foster one. All oh, right, yeah. So it was exciting to like see some of the like the old favorites that they brought, as opposed to some of the newer. I, I think I don't think they had the Blaytons one. They didn't have the old Forster mm. one, but those were like the only two. Yeah, that I remember uh, not seeing there. Yeah. Well, I hope they bring most of these to, yeah, to FOMAB because that would be, yeah, that'd be pretty great. All right. Any other beer news to touch on? I'm not sure what your retirement plan is. Do you have a retirement plan? Yeah, ish. What's your thoughts on brewing beer in your retirement? That sounds fun. So according to... CBS News. This is an article from... Actually, I think I think it was probably produced by a bunch of different ones, but the one I found is that from KCCI in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. CBS Channel 8. <laughs> CBS Channel 8. Yeah, their 8. local CBS affiliate. <laughs> But I think all the CBS affiliates probably have this on their site for whatever reason. This is the first one that I grabbed. Sure. Headline is, Seniors at Retirement Home in Vienna Spend Their Time Brewing. Is that Vienna, Iowa? Is that why they're picking it up? (laughs) No. Vienna, like, Austria. Okay. Yeah. So I think we should retire in Austria and brew beer with these people. That sounds like a terrific idea. (laughs) So as the article goes, when it comes to popular pastimes at retirement homes, playing cards, or knitting may come to mind, but some 80-year-olds in Austria have an unusual hobby, CBS News reports. The seniors at the Atzer... Atzer... Eskersdorf. Yep, that one. Atzerdorf home on the outskirts of Vienna are brewing their own beer. Project manager Christopher Gruber says, "...it started as an idea to help residents improve their motor skills and train their brains." Distant relative of Hans Gruber. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Not confirmed. (laughs) Also, he's a fictional character in the Die Hard universe, but we digress. Did you know they dropped that actor without him knowing he was going to be dropped? (laughs) Or I mean, he knew he was being dropped, but like they like dropped him like uh, they were like, okay, we're going to drop you on three, and they dropped him on like one. Okay, just to get his yeah shock in his face sorry well it worked he was very surprised yeah. that he was, was falling very well shot yeah uh frame there. yeah sorry uh this is not a uh <laughs> a die-hard, die-hard podcast. podcast although it could be <laughs> i mean how much beer is in that i mean they're at a party christmas party. sorry um it's christmas party <laughs> in the 80s so <laughs> you probably want, a lot of bud light you don't want to drink that beer <laughs> Every Thursday morning, residents take a seat at the table to produce 150 bottles of craft beer based on Viennese, is that right, I guess like Vienna, Viennese recipe from 1841, using only Austrian ingredients, which I hope are the four E's. Yeah, I would assume so. But I would assume they have some similar, like, purity laws like Germany does to make sure no, like... Biscotti gets in there or whatever. <laughs> you don't want to Defi- definitely definitely like throwing pineapple <laughs> in your beer. People are just putting pineapple pineapple everywhere in their beer on their pizza. Yeah, I knew you're going there. <laughs> like I saw you going there even before you started talking. We've been doing this long enough. Yeah, I, I recognize the look in your face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, but the first brew was called Grandma and Grandpa just keep or the article. Oma and Opa in German. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge hit. <laughs> Let, Let me just say. So <laughs> Let me just say. It's adorable. It's really <laughs> adorable that they name the the first beer Uma and Opa or Oma and Opa. Like however you you, know, you pronounce that, like that is super cute. Like if you're like, "Hey, here's a beer that was brewed in, re, uh, in a retirement community and we call it Oma and Opa." I'd be like, "I want as much of that as I can." What well, was sold out. I know. <laughs> I understand it's sold out. But I understand why it sold out and it was so popular because again, adorable. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean I've already done some home brewing and mm-hmm. I should do it again since my buddy Mike gave me a whole bunch of really high end equipment that I haven't right. put to use yet since I got it in like October last year. I digress. I did stop you short oh, sure. um when we got to the Oma and Opa. The they did say that they've expanded Their brand to a lighter lager known as Helmut and Helga. Probably like a Helles type lager, Mm. so Helmut and Helga. Mm -hmm. And not as adorable. No. Not as excited about that name as as Oma and Opa. Yeah. I mean, Helmut and Helmut or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Helga? Yeah. I mean, come on. And it's both with a double L, so it's got, yeah. yeah, That's why it makes me think of Helles. Helles. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lighter German style lager. (laughs) What style was the Oma and Opa? Think, it didn't say. I was like... Well, I guess it doesn't technically say what the helmet and... Well, just... Have a, is. It just has a lighter lager. Yeah. So, and based on the name and the description, I assume it's a Hellas-style lager. Well, they're saying that the helmet and Helga is a lighter lager. Maybe this one, the Oma and Opa, is just a heavier lager. Lo- like, a regular lager. It's probably, like, more like a regular. Like, it, it could be, like, a traditional, like, Vino lager, which... Uh, you know, like dovetail has a really good Vienna lager that you love, yeah, and so those are a little more like a little more copper in color from the malt and that, so it could be because they're in Vienna. it could be more like that, as opposed to the lighter lager which, which a German style Helles is uh much lighter and in, in kind of that like light golden color, so yeah. yeah yeah, that sounds right. this is just wild speculation at this point. <laughs> yeah i'd like to uh I'd like to try it, but apparently it's all sold out and I'm sure they're not exporting to America, yeah, so that's sad but whenever we hit the retirement community together, we're gonna start brewing yeah actually we're gonna still have this podcast right when we're like eighty and we're in the retirement home, sure, or whatever <laughs> form pod like people are doing at that point <laughs> that's true we're gonna broadcast right into people's minds, ooh, fun, they won't want us there. <laughs> I don't even like being in my own mind they're like so. get these get these idiots out of here again <laughs> again uh i did I thought the you know the article wrapped up by saying that the care home has sold about twenty five thousand bottles so far, and the proceeds are going to help patients with dementia twenty five thousand bottles for just like something they do like once a week mm-hmm. is great like they're they've obviously hit struck a chord with uh people in vienna and it's just i mean people in that area really like beer right i mean it's kind of like it's basically germany i know it's not but i mean it's sort of that same culture yeah Um, i don't know where vienna is in austria because there's there's parts that are like more german and there's parts that are like closer hmm. to like italy and so you get like some of that that kind of bleeding into you know you know kind of cross-cultures, so mm. so I don't know exactly where Vienna is. I, I'm not a geography expert, and this is not a geography podcast. <laughs> it's not a geography podcast. That's exactly right. But the point is, they're making good beer, it appears, and and doing some good with it. Helping out patients with dementia. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, hashtag retirement goals. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get that one going? Sure, why not? Sure. It's a bucket list. Yeah. I'm going to brew beer as a, a retirement home resident. Sure. Why not? I mean, I think the idea is you just keep your, your mind and your body active. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. that's what they're they're saying. Like, it, it started off, I and mean, you read this, it started off as a way to help the residents improve their motor skills and, and train their brains. And, like, you just need to do something. And mm-hmm. doing something active uh, helps keep your mind sharp and and all that you can't just sit in front of a TV or whatever or else you're gonna wither away to nothing yeah I'm afraid that's what I'd do I'm pretty sure that's what I would do yeah I mean but if I'm brewing <coughs> beer then, uh, then at least once a week I'm not doing that maybe I should tell my parents like hey since you're retired in the villages in Florida yeah you should. you and your friends should get together and <laughs> start a sweatshop. Start... <laughs> But a brewery. A brewery. All right, a brewery. Well, <laughs> a little home brewing operation there in the village was. Yeah. There's probably there's probably a club for that. My dad loves singing the praises of the villages. It's like, oh, they've got clothes for this and that <laughs> and this and that. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like college without the classes." Yeah. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. I I had a friend who was telling me that their her grandparents had moved into like a retirement community with all their friends and it's like and she described it as college but with old people basically yeah, exactly so, yeah so fun yeah all right so we know what we're gonna do when we retire and we just need uh, Spotify to pay us all that money so we can retire earlier oh, and yeah. get started exactly so Spotify send us some money we'll retire in our 40s we'll put the 80 year olds to work we'll be the taskmasters of the sweatshop producing mm. beer. I feel like they would like, just snap at us. Like, you whippersnappers. <laughs> You're the young ones. You no, carry the you big, big you carry bags, bags the... of hops. You roll the barrels. <laughs> we can't carry these kegs. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, we'll get there. Yeah, eventually. We'll get there. We'll hit it big with our ASMR episode. <laughs> and then... Good callback. And then... Retire and start our own microbrewery in the retirement community. <laughs> i just love to be stopped on the street. Hey, aren't, aren't you the guys who have the ASMR podcast? ASMR beer podcast? Uh, is, yeah, exactly. ASMR yeah. beer podcast? Yeah. Sure. Can we get a selfie with you? Absolutely. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. You know, if that's what people want gotta give the people what they want. Exactly. This is a capitalist society. <laughs> we are not above selling out to <laughs> to an idea that's going to make us millionaires. That's right. I can be bought. <laughs> I absolutely can be bought. <laughs> I have some integrity, but not that much integrity. Yeah, enough integrity you can get bought, but also enough integrity where you won't just drop a F-bomb from somebody's comments on the... Oh, I'll drop an F-bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah, I meant, like, if they get into, like, something, like, a lewd sexual... Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want to do that. Okay, so that's the line. F bombs. I mean, if it's a crude. funny, yeah, if it's like a funny like euphemism or you know something, if I find it humorous and it's even if it's sexual in nature, I'll I'll read it. Okay. But it, you know, if it gets a, if it gets too crude and vulgar beyond that, then, then I won't. you're gonna. But I'll I'll, I'll say I don't care. All right. There yeah, we go. There we go. <laughs> so, but just leave a, a five star <laughs> review with just the word. And you'll hear me read it on a future episode. But you just said why would they put the Because I will quote that person. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It'll, it'll be attributed to you. Yeah, it'll be attributed to you. <laughs> Here's the review from Johnny Johnson. <laughs> I was gonna say Michael O'Connor, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I like how we come up with <laughs> totally opposites. Yeah. Johnny Johnson or Michael O'Connor. Yeah. You went like Swedish or no isn't Johnson like Scandinavian in origin, God. and I went Irish with the O'Connor, <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> and he said, Yeah, yeah. Well, I can definitely see an Irish person just saying that. Yeah. But they, it's so, like, poetic and lyrical when they say it. <laughs> when I say it, it just, it's just, is um, just, it's not, there's no charm to it. I then wish when the I had, Irish say it. I wish I had an Irish accent. Yeah, I will I mean, say that. The Irish brogue. It's just so, like, Oh, it's awesome. And they can just swear, and you're like, Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's It's like you're singing. Exactly. It's like angels singing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I think we've sufficiently gone off the rails. Right. So this has been the 4E podcast. I've been one of your two hosts, Micah. And I am the other host, Russell. (laughs) I have been and I continue to be. (laughs) And it's been fun. (laughs) Yeah. Season season premiere. Season premiere. (laughs) I hope you uh, liked it. Yeah. Thanks for listening and again uh follow us on uh Instagram at the 4U podcast. Subscribe on anything anything and uh leave a five-star review and uh download, you know, subscribe and download and do all the podcasty things. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends and do it on their phones so we get lots more numbers. Awesome. Well, good to be back. Yeah. And looking forward to a good season and uh <laughs> good season yeah okay a good season the, another good season of the Four you podcast <laughs> i like to say that we like took a break to recharge our batteries kind of let the audience yeah. you know wanting more right and now we're gonna hit it right yeah yeah we had you know we were on hiatus for the summer for the summer as even though it's still summer well by the time this gets up <laughs> hey well yeah <laughs> that's true all right but the point is we're back we are back. It's been like three-ish months. It's been a while. So it's it's been the summer. It's not, and it hasn't been without effort. I think we've kind of gone back and forth a few times. Of, can we yeah. do this? And it's like, yeah, it's been a busy summer. Yeah, we just, you yeah, know, we've like a lot going on. I mean, it's going to be a busy August too. But we just had some free time. Yeah. Midweek. Kind of to together. this one in. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, thanks for listening and keep, keep subscribing and downloading and telling your friends. Yeah. All right. Good times. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer.